That's a good way to do it. How do you do that? Um, I, the cable, I mean, the cable's down below the table, which is little. That's the compromise I'm making. Oh, I like this. Yeah, I like this. this. Is good. This is how I do this streaming. Why too. haven't I done this before? I don't know. A lack of ingenuity on your behalf. <laughs> <laughs> a lack of skill. <laughs> yeah, this is much better. Hmm. You can see, you know, you're not looking through. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I am over here. But someone has to, to take it. Someone has to take it. That's okay. I'm not that pretty. It's true. Am I not pretty enough? Is my heart still broke? I'm assuming that's the words. I don't even know what you're don't singing. Don't I make you laugh? I, I mean, I, I'm going to know it when you say <laughs> the name of the song. Silence. Why do you see right through me? Still nothing. I, no. Okay. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> Whatever music you're singing, we don't know. Well, it's probably for the best. I think so. Hmm. Well, are we good to go? Hello. Hi. And welcome. And welcome <laughs> to Game the System Podcast Episode 36. A podcast about the people that play retro, arcade, modern, pinball, board games, and everything in between. It's the 4th of April 2019, and my name's Mark Bell. My name's John. My name's Matt. And how are we all feeling? Good. Good. Great. I've had a beer, had a Bailey's and ice cream. (laughs) What more could you ask? Some pasta with chili. I've been around the world tonight. Indeed. (laughs) Cultural, cultural? No, not really. <laughs> a Western experience. <laughs> and Matt, you've had a Bailey's and ice cream as well. Yes. Mm. So, like we said before, you're either gonna go off on this podcast, or you're gonna fall asleep. It's one of the two. Or just why not one. both? <laughs> why not both? <laughs> Insert that gif. Yeah. One will follow the other. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. But we've got a lot to get to tonight, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so why don't we just get straight into it? Mm-hmm. Why don't we start with a giveaway? Mm-hmm. Everyone likes free stuff, right? Yeah. I like Matt free stuff. especially. Huh? Can I have three free... Three, three free stuff? Free things? Uh, no, you're not allowed to have these. We're disqualified. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, so, AMD, uh, amusement machine distributors, distributors mm-hmm. of Stern pinball machines in Australia... Um, distributors of arcade machines, all sorts of stuff, amusement machines in general. Mm. And they distribute, hence some amusement machine distributors. <laughs> yeah. named. Yes. <laughs> it's a uh, functional name. Indeed. Um, <laughs> they've given us a bunch of T-shirts to give away. They could go is... into like some real big detail, like AMDS, Amusement Machine Distributors Sydney. Yeah, but then that limits them. People from Melbourne wouldn't want to... Use them, and they're national. So okay, yeah. I was just trying to add more words to the name that are functional. Right. I see. <laughs> it's just saying that they're in. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> They've given us t-shirts, um, and these t-shirts. I have one here. I'm presenting it to the team. We're a team now. 
We're not just friends Ooh. or colleagues. We're we're a team. Mm. Um, pinball is fun. Pinball <laughs> is fun. Nice. So this is uh, last time AMD gave us shirts to give away. They were sort of other shirts, as in there was the Brisbane Masters mm-hmm. and the Australian Championship Series. Mm-hmm. These shirts are AMD. Oh, it's an AMD branded shirt. Cool. So the back of it's got this really cool sort of cartoony, pinball-y artwork mm-hmm. pretty much for the entire back of the shirt that says pinball is fun, mm-hmm. which it is. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. It's factual, um, as well as a cool design. And then on the front, it's just got in the in the booble area, mm. the AMD logo. <laughs> <laughs> because pinball shirts have their big designs on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how mm. they work. Mm. And then usually a booble area sort of logo. <laughs> so we got four to give away. We have really? two in a large size and two in an extra large size. Mm. Um, I don't think any of them are female cut. I think they're all male cut. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to win one of these T-shirts, I'm thinking all you need to do is email us at feedback at gamethesystem.co. That's not gamethesystem.com. It's gamethesystem.co. Oh. Mm-hmm. Feedback at gamethesystem.co. And tell us what retro game uh, you still really enjoy playing today. It's a good one. Or recently. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think for these purposes, we'll call retro game as pre-year 2000. <laughs> as opposed to the common... Uh, so that's PS1, but not PS2? PS2 was pre-2000, wasn't it? Uh, don't uh, think maybe not. so. Maybe not. I think the Dreamcast was like 1999, hmm. and PS2 was after that. Yeah. Right. From memory. Wasn't there a special Dreamcast day? Uh... Crikey. I don't know what that was. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Some beast just emerged from... From Matt, <laughs> we're okay. We're still alive. I feel like those that needs a name like a like a throat snail or something. Yeah, <laughs> that was more like a throat alien. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Mm. Probably. Well, let's just say pre two thousand. Okay. As opposed to the common understanding of ten years is retro. <laughs> I thought we'd try and go a little bit deeper down. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, for instance, you know, a retro game I still play today is Ghouls and Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Is there a game out there that people enjoy playing? Um, tell us about it. And I don't care where you live in the world, I'll send you this T-shirt for free. Wow. All you got to do is email me. I'll get back to you. It'll be the first four people. So the first four people that say large, mm. extra large. Mm. And then, yeah, I'll sort of... Pick who the winners are, get back to you, addresses and all of that, and I'll just send it out. So, what if someone emails you and says, like, oh, I loved playing Mario Kart back in the day. Mm-hmm. Does that count? Why wouldn't it? Well, because you said that you still enjoy playing today. Yeah, no, it's got to be something you still play, mm. at least relatively recently. Mm. Yeah, in the last couple of years or maybe in the last year. Yeah, I mean, that's what I want to know. Hmm. People playing games that are retro today. Yeah, yes. having fun. Yes. Does pinball <laughs> count? 
considering it's a pinball shirt. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> pinball, video games. Do we go board games? Board uh, games are timeless. Do you want to so give I a shirt know. to Mark or? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, just email us and we'll choose. But first it's going to be the first four. Yeah, yeah that's right. Mm. Because I think that'd be cool to talk about in a future episode. Yeah. Talk about what people enjoy playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of hearing from people, read a feedback. Ooh. Ben Benasic, <laughs> a person Uh-oh. that we may or may not know, <laughs> he actually wrote in to feedback Did at GameTheSystem.co. Apparently he was drunk. But uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound like it from what he wrote, but anyway... That's because he's an academic. Yeah. Academics just sound drunk all the time. No, he just knows how to use spell check. Oh, ah. wait. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, John? <laughs> I get it. Uh, so he says, Greetings, pod dudes. Reader feedback number two here for the most recent podcast. It good. Keep it up. He's definitely That's drunk. a good review. <laughs> Is that it? No, it goes on. Oh. <laughs> Did John end up getting fined for leaving the car in the spot too long? No. Good. We've we've established that one. <laughs> who was the other who was that other PhD gaming person you mentioned in the previous podcast? That was Carrie. That Why was he, Carrie. He yes. could have just gone and listened to it again. I know. <sighs> Lazy. What are we doing Ben's work here? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, also surprised no mention so far of the new Toe Jam and Earl game. It's yeah. fantastic. Have any of you played it? If so, what no. are our thoughts? I have not. I haven't played the original, so... You haven't played the original? No. Mm. You call yourself it's a Sega person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never really... For some reason, I never got onto my radar. I also thought it was a platformer. No. Which it's really not. Well, I think Toe Jam and All might be... Um, there's no jump, I think. Unless you've got the jumping one. springs. No, the first one. I, no, 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 no. Yeah, what I'm saying is Toe Jam and Earl 2. Oh, yes. They, they switched to a 2D... Side-scroll. Side-scroller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Whereas the original yeah. was a, um, dare I say, isometric. No. No, it wasn't isometric. I just I just thought I'd throw <laughs> it in there. It's a um, top-down walk-around. Top-down walk-around, yeah. That's the genre. Mm. Yeah. But uh, Toe Jam and All is the original one is a really good game. Is it? I really yeah. liked it. Yeah. Yeah, you should play it. It was one of those games where um, our whole family just loved playing it hmm. all the time. It's got a really good two-player mode where obviously you're playing two players at the same time, but as soon as one person leaves the screen, then the screen automatically splits into two, oh, and so you just you're just wandering off and like um. Doing your own stuff and breaking game and watches like, like I just did. Pushing over the stack. Uh, <laughs> um, like the Lego games. Is that what yeah. you're going to say? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Uh, well, okay. So that's not originally from those Lego games. I guess I was, not. <laughs> I was talking in... This is ages ago now. Talking to the tired parents as they were streaming Lego Lord of the Rings about... How amazing the split screen is in Lego Lord of the Rings uh-huh. because it allows you to seamlessly join each other on the same screen or move away, mm-hmm. which is something that I find of ha- have found endlessly frustrating in 
uh, non-split stream, split yeah. screen well, games. I yep. mean, seamlessly, it is done better in the Lego ones. Yeah, this one, I guess. It, it kind of shifts you. It, it kind of mm. does the thing where it takes the characters and puts them in where they need to be mm. and then splits it. Mm. 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 Yeah. So there's like a little... Yeah. You know, so when you're not separating. Yeah. 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 And it's also... Uh, I can't remember if this is true or not. Maybe Mark Williams will fact check us on this, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's the first or if not one of the first games where every time you play the game, the the play field is generated anew. What do they yeah, call okay. that? It's random. The, a roguelike? It yeah, a roguelike. Two, yeah. Has, d- there's at least two modes. You can play one that is fixed or one that is random. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, if you play that other mode where everything's random, every time you play, the, mm. the play field is completely different. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, it's pretty cool. I have to say, though, the, like, rad, gro- sort of gross 90s yeah. style doesn't really appeal to me. No, I've never this was been a fan either. Gross style, though. It, no, it's not gross. It's just the rad it's thing. Because they're, like, they're rappers, mm. I guess. Ah, oh, okay. And the other part of the humour is that because they're aliens on earth it's it's the sort of humor that they don't understand what the earthlings are like and, uh, and it, but you're but you as the player yeah are seeing it through them like so yep. they're mm. the crazy earthlings doing their dumb things yeah mm. yeah <laughs> cool yeah it is a it's it's a pretty cool game and like i said my family would play that all the time my my dad and my mom would play that game and my dad loved it because he's you know he's into stupid humor like i am so <laughs> <laughs> like stupid rude humor right and um there's one secret level that you find where there's these hula hoop no not hula hoop yeah. uh what are they hawaii yeah. sort of skirt girls yeah. dancers mm-hmm. and when and when they laugh it just comes up with a speech bubble saying titter and mm. um and often the characters when you're doing stuff they'll say bummer mm. so my dad would always say he wants to play the titter and bummer game <laughs> as opposed to the tits and bum game mm. so you mm. know it's a dad joke mm. But still something that stuck with me. <laughs> but it's also just a cool game. Mm-hmm. But I have not played the new one. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I'm not overly invested in playing it either. Mm. I mean, Toadjam and L2 was a bad game as far as I understand. Mm. They turned it into a 2D scrolling side-scroller. Mm. The third one was a bad game. And now mm-hmm. there's this one. So The third one, do you mean the... The shooting one. I can't remember what it was, but it was on something like PlayStation or something. Oh, oh okay. No, so there's another one. Oh. It's it's the one that goes with the Mega Drive light gun. Oh. Mm. And you shoot tomatoes at things. It's... Bad as well? Yeah, I, I <laughs> recommend playing the original game, but not that one. Hmm. I guess, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, this new one's... Yeah, it's done by the same guy who's done all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say it's going to be bad or anything, but um, yeah, I just I like the first one. Never fascinated me enough to try the newest one, but mm. Ben's saying it's good. Mm. Ben seems to know stuff. Is it on the Switch or something? Uh, I don't know. You don't know it, what platform? Yeah, it is. I think it's something that is very. I think the ship has sailed as far as getting a physical copy as well, as far mm. as I know. So. No, I think limited run games still have copies. Oh, do they? I think so. I could be wrong. But yeah, so maybe we need to hear from Ben to say what it's like. Mm. 
Is it out? Yeah, yeah. it's out. It's out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he says, stay tuned for more read of feedback in a week's time. Ben, <laughs> it's been more than a week. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> to be fair, we haven't recorded for four weeks. But, you know, we're going to blame Ben anyway. <laughs> Kerry also wrote in again. He says, uh, hi, Mark, Matt and John. More solid episodes. Thank you. And thank you, Kerry, for saying so. Mm. On loot boxes, he says Kotaku has been um, covering the whole loot box issue quite well and links to a page that has some of the latest info. So I'll include that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says it'll probably take him at least 12 months before he can, you know, say anything interesting Mm. on the subject himself Mm. because obviously he's going through his research and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and he says to John, there are plenty of avenues you could take if you wanted to take the plunge. I'm assuming that's Mm. the PhD land, but aren't you already? Uh, no, I think he's talking specifically about research in games too. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm not technically doing anything at the moment. (laughs) Um, yeah, so I finished my honours degree and thesis, and hmm. now I'm just a, 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 regular work, a working bum. man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I was thinking about doing that. But, um, yeah, it's just something, yeah, in my mind. But we'll see what happens, because I'm getting more and more interested in actual research to do with video games, mm. and we're going to explore a few things like that. So, cool. who knows? Who does know? Yeah. Uh, And on motion sickness, he says that a recent optometrist visit said that for him, it was more to do with eye strain Mm. um, and him being short-sighted and prone to dry eyes, Mm. which I didn't think they'd be a factor in motion sickness, but if an optometrist said it, I mean, (laughs) I'm certainly not qualified to say that that's incorrect. No, you are not. And the optometrist said the key was to train your eyes to look away and rest, refocus regularly. Oh, okay. Mm. How about that? Who would have thought we'd get mm. professional advice on this I know. podcast? I think and that's w- good advice regardless if you have motion sickness problems. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, he said that your suggestion of window mode makes a lot of sense because it gives you that ability to look away mm. or have more area For to that look reason. away. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he also gives a big thumbs up to John for NWO Revenge. <laughs> tut, tut, tut. <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with that. Actually, I do. Your um, description of the game as a party mm, game, and mm. it sounded like a lot of fun. Yeah, we played it uh, recently, although we didn't get to do a four-player match. I just played a two-player match against a mate of mine. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> oh my God, that game... You get you can get out of the ring and then reach into the the audience and like pull out different things and you can pull out like a baseball bat or a bin what? or a mm. stop sign that mm. you can then whack your opponent with. Mm. Um, and it's there's no life bar. There's like a spirit meter. Spirit meter. Yeah, that seems completely mm. out of context with wrestling. Well, yeah. Maybe. Is it? <laughs> it does and it doesn't. It's because, kind of actually right in there, I think. Yeah, it's you all reckon? about building up momentum, right? Kind of thing. 
Because I mean, Hulk Hogan, he can he can turn it around anytime he wants as long as he's got the spirit. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. He's down and out and all it takes is like one little step to the side and he's back on top. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy misses. I'm learning something tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah, so that was fun. Yeah. But I think I made a mistake of picking Shogun. Who's I seem to seem to specialize in fighting? I don't know hits any of these rather than no. uh, throws. Hmm. And uh, does he have a sword? No, okay. but he did have armor. Some, right, some kind of armor. That seems like it'd help. Mm. <laughs> I, I didn't win. I would though. think you what? <laughs> I didn't win. Right, but it was fun. Hmm. Nonetheless, that's all that matters, John. Yep. I mean, my opponent didn't know how to pin for, like, most of the game, and then I, as soon as he figured it out, I lost. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's a learning experience for everyone. <laughs> uh, he also highly recommends Switch Online, even just for access to the NES library. Mm. Uh, and if you make a family of five-plus accounts, it costs only $15 per year. That's pretty good, actually. Per account, I think. Oh, is it? Because I think it's like $50, $55 or something. Hmm. Okay. If that makes sense. Uh, and then he... But I think it's only like $25 for one account, so it's still pretty good value for the year. Yeah, for a yeah. yearly cost, that's pretty good. Yeah. And theoretically, or supposedly, they're going to keep adding games hmm. to the... Yeah. Yeah, you'd hope so. Which is much better value than the Sega Ages 10.95 for one game which is really frustrating mm. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know sorry mm. yeah and they've got tetris 99 so mm. ah. that's pretty popular i hear yeah mm. and yet none of us have played it yet <laughs> and then he addresses me and says that mark we may need to come to blows about james bond he too <laughs> grew up in the roger moore era but it was a harsh call about timothy dalton <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Timothy Dalton deserves all he gets. Um, and he thinks it's interesting that the recent Daniel Craig versions are... Like, he plays Bond very cold, very much like Timothy Dalton did, I oh. guess. I guess that's true. Um, so, I'll say I haven't seen... I think I haven't seen any of the Dalton movies. No, oh, really? Well, you're not busy. Much. It's partly because, because of your influence, actually. <laughs> no, it's not true. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> always, from the beginning, told me <laughs> not to watch them. No, they're I'm, actually... They're okay. Uh, I mean... Yeah. I like all the Bond movies. I don't care. Uh, but Timothy Dalton's probably the... Yeah. On the lower end of the scale. Uh -huh. <laughs> 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 it's going to be more male. <laughs> License to Kill is his favourite Bond movie. That's right. actually not a bad movie. Um... Who, who was the Bond in that? Timothy Dalton. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which has a couple of Careys in it. Ah. And this is true because um, it had Carrie Lowell, a female actress. Oh. And, um, yeah, I remember being particularly fascinated with that <laughs> portrayal. He's typed that name into Google. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Back in the day when the internet was, you know, those slow modems and you had to do it at TAFE because no one had internet at home. <laughs> Downloading pictures of Carrie Lau. Um, and including Shang Tsung. What? From Mortal Kombat, the actor. Ah. 
from Mortal Kombat, who played Shang Tsung, okay. mm. was in License to Kill. His name is Carey something something something. I like him. He's got a very animated face. Indeed. I always and remember the, the bad dream that Liu Kang has where he says, Now you are mine. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now that you yeah. paint that picture. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> That's the best sound effect you've ever made. That was pretty good. Um, but funnily enough, this sort of ties into something else. Because that actor who played Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movie, Carrie, whatchamacallit, he's playing Shang Tsung in the new Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, really? Yeah, he's doing the voice as well as his likeness. Cool. So that's a weird sort of circular thing Mm. where Mortal Kombat became really big. Mm. They got a character to play Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movie. And now Mm. they're getting the guy who played Shang Tsung Mm. in the movie to play Shang Tsung in the game. Brianna's going to like that. Why? She has this weird, like, affinity with Mortal Kombat. Not playing the game. She just likes to watch me play it. Oh. And also, then we watched the movies. (laughs) Wow. And she actually seemed to enjoy it, Hmm. I think. That's really bizarre. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Brianna's great, but, yeah, I wouldn't have expected that. No. It's not a bad movie, the first one. I can't remember much of the other ones. Hmm. But yeah, yeah. For some reason, I don't know what it is about Mortal Kombat, but she just likes it. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> I um I heard just recently actually there's a there's a YouTube video comparing the first Mortal Kombat movie with Enter the Dragon. Oh, okay. They go scene by scene, and it's basically the same movie. Oh. <laughs> Mortal Kombat just ripped off Enter the Dragon almost completely. Right. How is that possible? <laughs> I don't know how they got away with it, but... Oh, there's the beach scene. They both yeah. have, like, the beach fight. And the boat scene, and... Mm. Yeah. Either way, mm. End of the Dragon's a really good movie. Uh, and then Kerry says, Until next time, gents, keep up the great content. And says, By the way, how good are the GTS forums? Can lose plenty of time mining through those. Oh. Which is true, because Mark Williams mm. puts in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's good reads. Mm. It's, it's the type of read where you need to get a bit of popcorn and, you know, a beer. It's the type of read that, as a modern internet user, you see the post and go, Oh, this is so long. How am I going to get through all this? And you start reading and then you just keep reading and then all mm. of a sudden you're at the end and you're like, that was hilarious. <laughs> mm. And he puts a lot of research into it and, you know, draws his own diagrams and then posts them. And it's pretty cool. Mm. So thanks for that, Kerry. And speaking of Mark mm. and the forums, <laughs> we've got feedback from Bakersnark MDW <laughs> um, on each of the recent podcast releases, actually, which is three of them, three mm. previous ones. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of really interesting stuff that he talks about. Um, one thing that I picked up out of there was the first isometric game was Zaxxon, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I didn't know that. Um, I've never been a big fan of the game, but I didn't know it was the first isometric game. Mm-hmm. His couch game suggestion would be Mule. Mm-hmm. Big surprise. <laughs> He's a pretty good fan of that. Um, but the video game... Yep. But, you know, he likes the board game as well. Mm. Uh, he says, 
features both simultaneous play and hot seat sections for up to four players. Everything's on a timer, so I can't really bog down. Mm. Available for most early 80s 8-bit computers plus the NES, Mm. which I did not know. Uh, But he played it on the Commodore 64. Designer Dan Bunton stated that Ozark, um, who is, the, I believe, the publisher or developer, did not port the game to Apple II series because Mule can't be done for an Apple. What? I don't even know what that means. That's a bizarre statement, I would think. And in 1984... Just moving on. <laughs> in 1984, Mule was awarded 1984 Best Multiplayer Video Game Computer Game at the 5th Annual Arky Awards, where judges described it as a unique blend of board game strategy and computer game pacing. Hmm. So there you go. It's not just Mark that says it's good. Yeah, it feels like there's almost another level to it in the video game version. Hmm. It was fun, the board game version. Yeah. Yeah, we've all played it. Hmm. It's also playable on modern computers uh, via Planet Mule website and app. You can use it to play offline, uh, but he thinks you can only play multiplayer with human players through online play, which probably makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I'll link that page in the show notes. (laughs) I was going to say, go to someone's house and play. (laughs) Never. (laughs) I know. Who does that? Uh, he also suggests if um, you want fun games on the couch, you can play board games. So, yeah, I think that's a fair enough but then thing to say. You're like, what, on a coffee table? That's not good for your back. Dining <laughs> table's better. Maybe we need to have like a dining table games section. Hmm. That would be all <laughs> tabletop games, I would think. <laughs> no, not if you put a CRT on the, uh, on the table. Uh, yep. <laughs> And uh, one more thing I thought worth mentioning out of the cacophony of stuff that Mark posted. Mm-hmm. Uh, he clarifies that on C64 data sets, they can typically store about 100 kilobytes per 30-minute side. Mm-hmm. So that's way less than I thought, mm. we thought. Is yeah. it? Yeah, because we were talking about, like, floppy disks, and you said... I had the impression that it could carry somewhat the same as a floppy disk. Isn't that about the same then? If if one side of a floppy is 170, I want to say something like that. Hmm. <laughs> when I think about a floppy, I think about 1.14 megabytes. Yeah, this wasn't <laughs> yeah, high density back in 1980 <laughs> or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that actually sounds about what I would think it would be, 100 mm-hmm. kilobytes. Hmm. Per 30 minutes. So you can get 60 minute tapes. You can get 100 and you flip something. over the tape. Same way you Indeed. flip over the disc. Indeed. Yep. So cool. Also, read feedback. On the forums, we talked about June. I don't know if I mentioned last oh, yeah. time, but I'm Not reading June now. But June. Not June. D U N E. Dune. 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 <laughs> yes. You're reading the book? Yep. Hmm. I got it for my birthday. Oh, nice. Hmm. I'm delving into uh, the deep end. Are you, are you, are you running through the um, the June Club? Yes. What's the oh, June Mike, Club? Have you seen I, that? Oh, I you, know about it. I posted it on the forum. Did yeah. you know about yeah. it before that? Yeah, yeah. I, Comic Book Girl 19. Oh, yeah. I've been watching for a while. Okay. Oh. Does that mean you've read <laughs> comic books? No. Oh. 
<laughs> it's because of the Game, Game of Thrones spark in his eye there. Oh yeah, the Game of Thrones video. That's yeah. how I found yeah. that channel yeah, originally yeah, yeah. because yeah. it gives you so much background yeah. on Game of Thrones, assuming you haven't read the books. Yeah, yeah, good for that. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So you're pacing through it, like because yep. you read to this page and then do the the yep. lesson and then the next one. Except my version of the book is different to the one that she oh. has. So the pages aren't the same. But she started doing. At the end of the episode, she tells you, like, the last sentence of that section. Okay. Uh, so, all I have to do is, like, remember the last sentence. Spoilers. And so far, the last sentence is, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's funny you should mention that, because I was thinking that too. But so far, there hasn't been any that have given too much right. away. Okay. But it's kind of that kind of book. Like, you you kind of know a lot of what's where they're heading. Hmm. And it's not really so much about the end exactly hmm. um like you know the main character is you know whatever i won't go into it too much but um it tells you from very early on like what's going on and what's kind of going to happen but hmm. it's really more about all the middle stuff i suppose yeah it's it's really cool it's a definitely really cool book and amazing considering it was written like in the 60s Mm. Um, obviously, very clever author. Mm. Mm. Have you seen the movie? No. So that's what we talked oh, so about. So you don't know anything about how the the story ends? No. Right. So um, I won't say anything. Yeah, don't. Not that I can remember, <laughs> but but <laughs> yeah. the movie's good. We were talking about watching the movie, and mm. then Mark said, "Do not watch the movie." <laughs> Mark Williams. He's like, "Read the book." Well, he's always going to say that, but. <laughs> I would also suggest read the book well, first. Well, I mean, he's not the only person that said that to me. So, yeah, that's why I was like, ah, all right, I'll read the book. <laughs> Jeez. Such a hassle reading. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the movie's really good. It, it's uh, not regarded highly. Mm. But there's it's... also a TV series, a mini series, mm. and there's a new TV series in the works, apparently. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, David Lynch, not one of his best, but it's still good. Mm. Yeah, I like it. Have you seen the movie, Matt? No. What's <laughs> going I mean, on? I should watch it, right? Because I'm never yeah, going to read watch the book. Yeah, watch it. Yeah. See, the movie. I was like you. <laughs> Just read the book. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a book, like a thousand pages. You're not a book reader? No. no, it's not. It's like 500 pages. I mean, that's not that big. Just watch the movie. David Lynch. The, but the book has spoilers for the movie. <laughs> Is this like the the devil and the angel on your shoulders? <laughs> watch the movie, watch the Read movie. the book, man. <laughs> David Lynch. Do the right thing. <laughs> Treat others how you would want to be treated yourself. <laughs> All right. That's right. I'm the good angel. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> That's what someone evil would say. <laughs> Just what someone evil would say. Wait. News. All current mm. events. One in the same. 
historic moment in gaming. Oh. Oh? Yeah. I mean, this is huge. And I don't say that as an exaggeration. This is huge. Google. <laughs> gaming platform. Stadia. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Is, a it new, is it A new heavyweight has entered the market. Yeah. A new huge. challenger has entered the ring. Yeah. I, I, it seems like there's a lot of promises and not much like... What's the word? Delivering <laughs> well, promises. Well, yeah, I mean... Talking but not doing the walking not or just, something. Not just delivering, but like, uh, you know, solid plans of how it will actually happen. No, they've tested it for quite some time. Mm. Um, but for people who don't know what Stadia is, it's Google's entry into the gaming platform market. Mm. Um, but this is going to be... Well, some people might call it revolutionary, <laughs> but really it's just, uh, well, I, I guess if the concept works, it would be revolutionary, but it's streaming. It's not a streaming, new idea, though. No, it's not a new idea. Mm. Other other companies have tried this mm. um, to various degrees of success, but yeah, it's streaming games. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the game in your hand. You don't even have the game on your computer. Mm. It's streaming down from servers mm. out there in the cloud or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I think the concept is great. I think the idea of, like, an, an example they gave was you're watching a YouTube video of a trailer, you think it looks cool, mm. you press the play button. Because, you know, Google owns YouTube. Mm. So, it's all going to be one integrated platform, YouTube Mm, mm. and this Stadia thing. You press the play button and you're immediately playing the game. Mm. You're just playing the game. Mm. And you can pause the game on your computer, open it up on your phone and it picks up exactly where you left off. And you're you're off and running. Mm. Um, Yeah, I think the concept is cool they're also i think trying to go for the twitch market as well because they very much wanted to or at least talked a lot about the the gaming market that are people that like to watch mm. games not mm. necessarily play them mm. um so they're talking about you know people watching people stream on youtube mm. then they go oh i'd like to try that press the play button and they're playing mm. um so yeah that's the general idea but I think the general scepticism in the room, and mm. I'm not exempt from that, mm. is will it work? Mm. And I don't think it will. Mm. Well, certainly not now with the kind of network we have in this country. I think even in any country. Mm. I mean, even in the US where they're, you know, where they have that infrastructure, mm. um, and people have tried this Stadia thing out in the demo rooms, there's still, I think, I can't remember what they said, it was something like four or five frames of lag, mm. of input lag. Mm. Um, and, you know, I've, I've listened to a few podcasts now talking about Stadia, and one of those podcasts is Ultra Chen TV, which is a new podcast I've started listening to. Mm. It's a fighting game community podcast mm-hmm. hosted by James Chen and Ultra David, two legendary commentators in the fighting game community mm-hmm. they've been doing it for decades um yeah them talking about it and just basically basically rubbishing it because mm. anything at a high they, level i mean you're talking well, about frame perfect yeah. inputs to be able to do stuff that's what i was going to say was that there's a whole industry in 
um, peripherals about minimizing latency. Yeah. You know, people use wired mouse and keyboard yep. in order to minimize latency. Yeah. That's, you know, something that is, you know, on a different level to an, you know, an internet network. Mm. Um, so, if they care enough to go to those links, then they're certainly not going to use, you know, a streaming service to play. But mm. that's... But that's like esports level or any kind of competitive level. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a potential for a market, but I think that the market that we have is not going anywhere. I think that there's people that always want a uh, more physical experience, and that includes... I mean, that's what we are to me. I mean, well, in my point of view... What I want to be able to do is have a box with a cartridge and a manual and open it and put the cartridge in mm. the thing, turn it on and play it. And to me, that's part of the experience. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was talking to someone else about this um, because uh, the point that he made was that you know, younger people are used to digital services and stuff and they don't care as much for that experience. But mm. I think that it's not that they don't care, they just don't know what it is. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, I think as time goes on, there'll be more and more of that digital stuff. But I think there will always be people who go back and like to have physical media. Mm. And I think that the record industry is a really good example of that. The fact that people are getting into records... And it's not because it sounds better. It's because they just like to... Well, I believe it's because people just like to have a thing and and not even necessarily, uh, you know, holding it. Just knowing that when you put the needle on, there's nothing digital. There's no conversion. It's mm. like a physical thing that's rubbing against grooves that's making a sound. Mm. And then that sound's being amplified. Yeah. Um, there's something about that experience that is special, you mm. know. Well, it's real. Yeah. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I um, was thinking of it as like a kinetic experience, as in mm. like it's something you touch. Um, mm. And yeah, I think, and for the same reason, like the June book that I have is a paper book because I like to have a paper book, you know, and I don't know. I can't really explain necessarily why. I just hate to read stuff on phones. Um, Sorry, that's just my stomach making noises. Oh, I didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy ranting. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that probably what I think what we're going to see is a combination of both of those markets coming yeah, in. I agree. Where you have, like with the mobile video game market, it's just suitable to a certain type of person hmm. that isn't necessarily hugely into games but wants to sit down and have an immediate experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. I yeah. think it will be a dual thing because you'll always have that level of player that needs that, those frame-perfect inputs. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then you've just got the casual player who, you know, sits on the train and hmm. plays a game, you know. Yeah, you know. And, and, and a lot of casual players, they don't even notice input lag anyway. Hmm. I mean, a, an example of that is the C64 Mini where I'm seemingly 
are an exception to the rule where I just say that thing is garbage because it's got input lag mm. and I can't play it. Mm. Whereas probably 95% of everyone else out there on the internet say the C64 Mini mm. is great and they don't notice any input mm. lag. Mm. And it's just, you know, it's going to be similar, I think, where a lot of people are just going to go, well, what are you talking about? Mm. This is fine. Mm. I can play this game. Mm. But for... Those people out there that understand when they press a button, they need something mm. to happen straight mm. away. Mm. Um, it's never going to work for them. I guess it's knowing the difference in the field too. Like, and that's why I think input lag is such a is a problem in those mini consoles. Uh, well, not just in mini consoles, but any console that you will play old games on. Mm. Um, because it's not representative of the experience as it was. And it's also very difficult to conceptualize how it impacts on the gameplay. Mm. Um, for me, it was really clear when I tried to play Road Rash on an LCD screen mm. at at the higher levels. It's it's like not playable because you need to you need that split second reaction. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't win. Yeah. And I couldn't play it. It's unplayable. Mm. Um, and there's levels of that as well, right? I mean, you know, there's there's understanding when there's input lag and then there's another level where you know the game and what it should be doing to such a level that, um, yeah, it's just another level. And, and my example of that is, you know, I used to play a lot of Ghouls and Ghosts on my main cab and I never noticed any input lag whatsoever. I thought it was perfect. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'd finished the game, I'd 1cc it and so forth. I thought mm. it was great. It was only after I started speedrunning the game on the arcade that when I went back to the main platform that I noticed there's just this minuscule amount of input lag mm. that I never even knew existed before. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, there's that level as well. <laughs> and then you can't unsee it. <laughs> no, no. But you can get used to it. Yeah. Um, and like I said, many people will be fine with it, mm. but I think it'd be good for previewing games, you mm. know, like a company will put out their game and say, here's the trailer and you can play it. Mm. But if you want to actually, I think, depending on the game, mm. play it properly, mm. then you'd have to get it on a proper platform. I'm sure. Yeah. There's definitely like, if you want to play Jackbox party pack or something, is that a Jack, game? Jackbox, Jack, Jackbox party pack. Are you looking at a game? No. No. <laughs> Jackbox. You're just making yeah, up a game. Jackbox. Oh. That latency doesn't oh, that'll matter. Work, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or yeah, turn based strategy games yeah. or Yeah. Um and one other th one other example I've heard people give on the positive side of it is that, you know, back in the day we all played online games and it had lag, you mm. know, six hundred milliseconds, yeah. five hundred milliseconds. Yeah. But I wonder, and this is a question to you, Matt, because you're the technical guy. Sure. There's a difference between input lag and latency, right? Network um, latency. Because isn't one prediction, but everything you're pressing is still pressing when it should be pressing? Or? Okay, so those games we played were designed to combat against the latency of the network. Hmm. So if all your motion on your side was all happening at, yeah, the at that right time. speed, yeah. And the only thing you had to predict was when you shoot. Hmm. So you, you run around and jump. You wouldn't bump into walls because you, you know, turn too early or something. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, but when you shot, you'd have to lead the target. Yeah. At least that's with Quake 2 and Quake World, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it um, is different. I think there's a big difference between input lag yeah. and what you're talking about, which is network latency. Yeah. But and then, so we played, you know, the, at best you had 200 milliseconds and at worst, for me at a while, it was one second. And you could still play. Yeah, you can you still gotta, play. Like, you get used to really it. really lead your target. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was living in Newcastle. Yeah. I was playing online <laughs> <laughs> with 600, 700 millisecond lag. Mm. But see, there's other things that go on because then Counter-Strike came around and they did the prediction on your end anyway. So if your computer said you hit the target, then the other person dies. Hmm. So yeah, right. you can pull it to that extreme as well. Yeah. And maybe that happens a lot in modern games. So hmm. Yeah, to make it appear like it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. One thing that Google was sort of saying in their presentation is that, you know, they own so much of the internet infrastructure, so many data centers all around the world that if anyone's going to be able to do this, it's Google mm. because they have all of that infrastructure close to wherever you're living. The other interesting thing I thought was that the controller they're selling, it doesn't connect to anything local. It, it connects to the servers. Mm. So you're connecting the controller to the servers and then the servers are coming back to you with mm. the inputs that you're inputting. So it's not like you need a particular box. No, no. You yeah, play it on your like phone that's or the laptop. Whole or point, right? Because yeah. it eliminates the need for any kind of hardware power yep. on your end. Yeah, all the rendering is done in their server farms. So they're saying their console, their platform, yeah. is the most powerful mm. out there. Right. Yeah, because they've got unlimited resources. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I have to agree that I think if anyone could do it, in the best position to do it um and i do really like all their services so mm. yeah i mean i use all google stuff so i like what they do mm. 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 and i was happy to find out that it was yeah that they were involved mm. so mm. I, th I think they're not afraid to try things no. and see if it works that's one big criticism of google mm. <laughs> i think they they try a lot of things, mm. and not many things stick, mm. and they eventually just sort of disappear or yeah. get killed off. <laughs> There's a lot so of so many things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a website I was reading recently. It was like the graveyard, the Google graveyard. Oh, they did really? that. It was like every product that had died in the day and a gravestone with the name. <laughs> of it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, maybe funny. that's telling. I mean. People are mm. saying, you know, this is this big gargantuan company with all these ridiculous resources behind them coming out with this platform. Oh, my God, every other platform must be quaking in their boots. But Google no. have done this for so many things now. No. I mean, they tried to do the social media thing that failed miserably, although I think it's still going. Yeah. Um, no, I, mean, I think they just killed it. Google Plus, Plus. was it called? Yeah. 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 It's oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I think... Um, Sony and Nintendo are, are definitely pretty safe because they own all of their... They're the ones with the content. So, oh, I the think they have stuff. the power that, mm. you know, in this case. Yep. You know, Google has no content. Mm. Um, maybe they might be able to develop the platform, but, but Sony and Nintendo already have a platform. So, mm. why do they need Google? I don't think that 
gamers are going to switch over unless the content is there. Mm. The only people that will are the people that like the technology. Yeah. Which, obviously, there's going to be those people. But they're going to be playing mobile games unless Google gets the the AAA content. Mm. So, was that discussed at all? Like, why, why couldn't Google just buy a bunch of PlayStation 4s? Yeah, well, that's a good point, too. That's a good point. I guess there's no laws around that kind of thing, is there? Uh, uh, there might be because no, I, you can't, you can't, um, you can't play them in a public play in a public forum, can you? The only similar thing I'm uh, thinking of is I think you can as long as you're not making money off it, right? But they would be is making it, is money. Is it public? Yeah, they would be when it's just you. They're My serving, they're serving the content to their customers. I'm sure that's not legal. But you're just renting the PlayStation. Can you rent consoles these days? Is that a thing you can do? Mm. Yeah, I guess. Don't see why not. It's interesting. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens there. I mean, I don't think it's gonna. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be big. Mm. I think it could be another one of those Google things mm. in the Google graveyard. You know what would be awesome is if it was open and anyone could set up their own server, and then you could oh. set up like a retro server with all <laughs> but then you still got the input lag well assuming that they sort that out i mean hmm. yeah i don't think they can yeah i don't think i think we're probably 10 15 years away yeah i think it's still something like that's that. really far away yeah and yeah. one disappointing thing i thought um with the the whole keynote presentation about this platform was they rolled out id software um, and id software came out and said oh yeah we're so excited about this google platform our new game doom eternal is that what it's called probably um it's it's coming out on the google stadia and oh. you know if anyone's able to prove that google stadia works then it's us because our game is you know super fast and twitchy and mm. and all of that but yeah i mean it's still got all the input lag and all that kind of stuff mm. so it it's just another to me, this is my opinion. This is not, you know, anything other than my opinion, but it's another example of id Software just, I don't know, not being what they should be, mm. which is pushing technology to its limits and being honest mm. because, no, mm. it's, no. I don't like the whole idea. Mm. Yeah, that's really, uh, it's weird for for that blatant, like, I don't know if you could say that it's a lie. No, I don't think it's a lie. It's, it's obviously not... not true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously not. It's not perfect. I mean, they must, they have to acknowledge that. Hmm. They should. So, it's like they're trying to make it seem like it's fine, hmm. but it's not really. Hmm. Yeah. Obviously. And I know, I think they they're obviously going through a rough patch. I mean, they're owned by Bioware, right? Uh, it, it's Bethesda. Bethesda, that's the one. I get those two confused. Mm. Okay. Well, forget what <laughs> so I was going I. to say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll move on from the Stadia. It's a thing that's happening, apparently. Mm-hmm. It might be a thing that continues. Mm-hmm. It probably won't be. <laughs> I don't think Sony is worried. No, definitely not.
we have a new Donkey Kong world record. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes, we do. Ah. John McCurdy. Not Billy Mitchell? No. Not Billy Mitchell. <laughs> Although Billy Mitchell was very happy to see John McCurdy get the world record. Was he? Or he was, because he, he doesn't like Robbie Lakeman, who used <laughs> to have the world record. Okay. Yeah. I think Robbie's been one of those uh, people who have pushed the whole Billy Mitchell is a cheating uh, person agenda. Right. For good reason, because Billy Mitchell's a cheater. <laughs> um, but yeah, Robbie was one of those people who were really sort of pushing that argument. And so, so now he's lost the world record to John McCurdy on the 17th of March. Hmm. Yes, he got a score of 1,249,500, which is just a tiny bit above Robbie Lakeman's um, score of 1,247,700. I think we're at that level now with Donkey Kong where it's it's so tight. Mm. Just, just the tiniest thing pushes you mm. over the edge. Well, my understanding of it is, and you guys, I'm sure, understand it better than me, but over like a million, there's a lot of RNG involved, right? You yeah. have to, you have to, not only do you have to perform, but you have to be lucky to get the right um, point rewards to yeah. get to that score, right? Mm. Which is why the cheating comes into play because you can snitch, stitch together a bunch of good luck. Mm. Yeah. Allegedly. Right. But um, oh, <laughs> here he comes no, with his. Uh, no, that's that's like because I actually, you know. Anyway, we'll move on from Billy Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch it, and actually, there is, I mean, heaps of opportunities for more points, but it's it's always more risky when you do. Mm. So it's it's not that it's squeezed so tight. I think my my uneducated eyes watching it anyway, mm. you could get more points. You just so you're saying risk- the opposite of me is that oh, no, it's no, actually I- just to do with the risk-reward thing. Because I'd heard what you're saying before. Like, yeah, it's mm. it's it's so unlikely that the score's going to be much higher. Mm. You know, it's it's going to top out at some point and be so impossible to get. Mm. But it's just the impression I got watching it was that there's a lot of points you left behind. Mm. But Probably, it- possibly rightfully so. Like, I don't know, really. But yeah, it might you could be. see, like, well, you know, maybe he could have got more there. Maybe he gets past a certain threshold and then realises if he plays it safer now, hmm. he can at least get past the world record, whereas he could continue to play super risky and try and push the points more. Yeah. But the chances of actually surviving till the end hmm. is probably yeah. getting infinitesimally, that's not a word, Yeah. smaller as he goes along. And to be fair, he played a majority of the game on his last life. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. It was like maybe 200,000? I don't know. When he's on the last man and played the rest of the game on the last mm, guy. All the way to the kill screen. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that will make you play conservative. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine to try and get a, a world record score now on Donkey Kong requires a lot of grinding. Yeah. Playing over and over and over again. But yeah, that's pretty awesome. The other thing is it's not on Twin Galaxies, and I don't think it's going to be. Really? Yeah, I don't... I believe this guy, uh, you know, is not a fan or he doesn't want to go through... Right. Hmm. ...any of the authentication. Hmm. But he's on the Donkey Kong forums, yeah. which is where... where you would say is the official record of Donkey Kong scores. Well, it's like the... 
that's the community, you know, for Donkey Kong. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes. So new King of Kong. Mm. Speaking of kings, we have another new king. Uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo world record has been beaten by Evan Weston, mm. fellow Sydney cider. Mm-hmm. Um, that record has stood for, I think it was something like 20 years. Wow. A long time. A very long time. How old's the game? Probably 20. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, but yeah, but he's also, uh, Evan, he's doing a masterclass on Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo at 1989 Arcade Bar on the 18th of April. Cool. Um, so check that out on the 1989 Facebook page and sign up for the event. I think you need to buy tickets if you want to... I don't know, get training or something like that. I could be <laughs> wrong. Maybe you just turn up. But yeah, go there and check out the details. That'll be pretty cool. Mm. I'm going to that, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yes. Cool. Apple Arcade what? was announced. What? Apple Arcade. <laughs> so none of you guys have uh, checked out <laughs> the news on Apple Arcade? No. no. Okay. Sorry. This was, this was announced at their keynote just recently. Um, it's a subscription service, and they have exclusive games. Oh. Yeah, so it's another big company coming out with another so-called platform. I don't know. But it's going to be exclusive games, download and play offline if you want to, so you're not stuck to playing online. Mm. Across all devices. So it's not a streaming service, is what you're saying. It's not a streaming service. <laughs> no ads, no additional payment for additional content, family sharing, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, that's Apple's attempt at doing something, another thing that I don't think will take off. Mm. No. I I mean, what games are in it? Wait, so it's all Mac? Yeah? Yeah, well, it's Mac, it's iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably good if you already own a Mac, but yeah. I think I was saying you can get the app for some Samsung TVs or something like that. Okay. I might have imagined that, but I think that's true. Hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. So I don't see much in it. In summary, it's a it's a a la carte subscription service. That's what they call yeah. it, right? Yeah. They've got a bunch of stuff. You just use what you want while yeah. you subscribe. So, for instance, let's say it's $10 a month. Yeah. Hmm. You just have access to everything. You play whatever you like, as much as you like. Yeah. As I said, no ads. They can't do DLC, so you can't pay for extra content. Hmm. It's all just, you just, the 10 bucks per yeah. month. Hmm. That's it. Like Netflix, not like Steam. Mm. That's mm. right. Yes, indeed. Which, yeah. So EA is already doing that on their thing too. Oh, uh, yeah. Microsoft mm. have one too. Oh, uh, yeah. And you can pay money. Yeah. Subscribe. Mm. Mm. Cool. Uh, and does anyone have a raging sword for Black Knight Sword of Rage? Haha. <laughs> <laughs> I think it looks really cool. <laughs> I think so, it looks yes. pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stern Pinball announced Black Knight Sword of Rage, mm. the new pinball machine. Um, it's the third in a series of Black Knight games. Uh, uh, really? Yeah. There was Black Knight 1981 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Black Knight 2000 in 1989, I think it was. And now Black Knight Sword of Rage. Okay. Yeah. 
by Steve Ritchie. Hmm. Okay. Any thoughts? Besides, it looks um, really cool. I, I feel think like it looks really cool. I need to look at the playfield again. Yeah, I mean, I was like, when I saw it, I felt excited. And it was the first time I felt, felt exci- excited. Yeah, and it's the first time I felt excited about a new pinball machine in a long time. Hmm. Do you like the previous two? Um, uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement. <laughs> Black, the original Black Knight, the, it's got the ramps up to the, the top level, hmm. like the second level. And they're so very steep. Mm. Uh, and it can be a bit weird to play. And also, it's got that exposed flipper thing where there's, like, no rail leading to the flipper, which can sometimes screw you over. No rail leading to the flipper. <laughs> yeah, so it's got an upper flipper. Mm. It's got two upper flippers. Yeah. One of them is almost like... um, How do I describe it in words when people can't see... What I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) That's the art of podcasting. So, you know, a flipper has a a flipper rubber that goes around the flipper. Yeah. And the ones down the bottom of a play field, normally, the only part that's exposed is like the front of the flipper bat. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, imagine if you remove those rails, you've got this rubber that goes around the the round end of the Mm -hmm. flipper, Mm -hmm. um, which is quite grippy on the steel ball. Yeah. And so... If you imagine that that flipper is vertical rather than like the horizontal, more horizontal position, mm-hmm. because it's an upper flipper and it's on the side of the game to hit the ball, you know, from the right to the left. Yeah. So I'm it's more, more vertical. And then there's no rail. So if the ball lands on top of that and you flip, it pushes the ball to the right um, because it's gripping on the rubber and that like sends it down. Mm-hmm. Um, to the bottom play field, mm-hmm. which I find really, really frustrating. <laughs> right. Um, hmm. But I guess that's just part of the game. It's almost like having a rubber post there yeah, that yeah, you yeah. can rotate, yeah. um, which yeah. is, but you can only rotate it the way that you don't want it to go. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, anyway, that's just a weird little thing that. That is a very specific <laughs> thing that you don't like about that game. <laughs> well, I, I just find I, the game kind of uninteresting to play. Yeah. It's yeah. very basic. It's... Yeah. Yeah, there's not really much going on. Yeah. Uh, Black Knight 2000, it's so cheesy, it's almost <laughs> funny I think and cool, but it's cheesy. I, I it's think too. It's too cheesy for me, that music... <laughs> It gets stuck in your head. That's that's cool. That's fine. But that song is bad. <laughs> I actually didn't hear the song because I was at work. And No, I mean the Black Knight 2000. Oh, the older that. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. I was thinking... <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll know the sound of the old Black Knight, if I hear it. Isn't that one... Oh, the old Black Knight, the first one. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's the classic sort of Robotron yeah. firepower. They, they all sound like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Black Knight two thousand has just this horrible cheesy song. Oh. Hang on, we don't have to actually. We don't have to. <gasps> we need to press the play button. Yeah, yeah, go. Yeah. Ahead. Here we go. Uh, Hopefully, this is the right thing, or it's. Hey everyone, I'm watching gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that it? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be hearing that sound from way across the arcade <laughs> non-stop <laughs> yeah you got to play the, the there's vocal bits where they sing wasn't that it no that's just you know really? uh, uh. Because there's a bit that goes, you got the power, oh, okay. you got the might, <laughs> do 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 do. And then Steve Ritchie laughs. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I actually don't mind that music. It's just the vocals that really kill me. <laughs> wow. It's like crazy. <laughs> oh my Poor god Debbie. Oh it's so bad Steve Ritchie has been doing the same thing his whole life He has <laughs> Give me your money <laughs> Oh god Play better He needs some new tricks Well You'll never get them If you're hoping for new tricks you're not going to get it with Black Knight Sword of Rage Well but- I mean So that's what I thought might be exciting Is that maybe it would be a bit more interesting yeah, it's going to have a much deeper rule set. I mean, they've got Tim Sexton on the rules. He's a um, yeah, he's a new Stern guy, but he's a he's been around the pinball community for a while. Um, but he's young, and he understands uh, the complexities and rules that make games interesting, mm. and yeah. brings a new perspective and yeah. all of that. And mm. I was just listening today, actually, to. Um, What's the podcast called? Slam Tilt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Slam Tilt podcast. Um, still my favourite pinball podcast. Uh, yeah, they, them talking to Tim about, you know, the rule set and and there's a story and he's going into detail about all the stuff he can do. And that sounds cool. Mm. It does sound cool. I think anyone new in there is good because they've just been using the same guys forever mm. and they need someone young that really wants to try and make a good machine yeah i mean i know they're trying to make good machines but when you get when you've been doing it so long you just can't have the same kind of enthusiasm as someone who's new yeah it's just not possible yep and Agreed. i think that you see that in iron maiden um and yeah hopefully with tim as well we'll see some mm. some different things yeah so one of the things that looks cool is um there's the the model of the Black Knight on the playfield. Yeah, in the center. And he's got like a little hammer thing that's kind of like a spinner. Yeah, it's um, a flail. Right. Yeah. So it's got two balls. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> this is probably a better. Oh no, that's actually a video. Hang on. Yeah. It's like two balls on either side of a spring. Yeah. Floating sort of up above the playfield a little bit because mm. the Black Knight is holding it above the playfield, mm. and you shoot through one sort of lane, mm. and I think the idea is sometimes it's spinning one way, or ah. you hit it and it spins one way. Yeah. But sometimes the Black Knight is spinning it the other way. Ah, okay. So if you hit it, it's going to just fly back at you at a hundred okay. miles an hour. Okay. 
And on the other side of his, well, let's just say in the other hand of his, he has a shield. Mm -hmm. And that's blocking another lane, or he lifts it up and it opens that area up. Yep. But I heard today from Tim in that podcast that apparently there's a... um, there's something there in that shield that detects when a ball's coming at it so that it also smashes the ball back at you oh, okay. really quickly. Yep. Um, sort of similar to, is it Whiplash in Iron Man? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, War Machine? War Machine. That's yeah. the one I was thinking yep. of, yeah. Mm. So one of those shots where you, you fire the ball and then all of a sudden the ball's back at your flippers in like milliseconds and you mm. didn't even see it because mm. it, it hit something and then it fired a, a solenoid or something that flew the ball back at you at 100 miles an hour. So yep. that does sound cool. Mm. Um, it certainly looks like they're doing something very interesting with it yep. and the artwork looks really cool. Mm. So, yeah, we'll see. Mm. Yep. I mean, with Stern being Stern, they've announced this game and it will be out and people can play it in a couple of weeks' time. So mm. we'll definitely see some good yep. stuff. Yeah, they don't have the same kind of build-up that they tend to do in video games. Mm. It comes out pretty quick. Yep. Mm. Cool. So we will see. Sword of Rage is not just a brand of Viagra. It's a pinball machine. <laughs> Sorry, that's... <laughs> I just had to throw that joke in there. Um... Munsters LE has landed at the Newtown Hotel. Mm-hmm. So Roger from Z-Ball Amusements has his Munsters LE. They just arrived in Australia this week. Mm-hmm. And he's popped it into the Newtown Hotel. That's pretty cool. Um, I didn't know that the LE would have... Well, I knew it would have a lower play field, but I didn't realise it would be the type like um, Family Guy slash Shrek. Mm-hmm. where the flippers are those little tiny things oh. and the balls are also tiny. Okay. So that makes that whole lower play field work because it's got ramps and vertical up kickers. Mm-hmm. And that would only work if you had tiny balls, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and there's multi ball down there. So um, I didn't do well, very well, but I watched so. Roger play it. And uh, he got to the... I don't know whether it was the wizard mode or the mini wizard, wizard mm. mode, but... He was playing multi-ball up in the top play field and the bottom play field at the same time. So that was pretty oh, cool. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it looks and cool. Just for an extra level of mind fuckery. Yeah. And it's four buttons. <laughs> it's not oh, two flipper really? buttons, it's four flipper buttons. Oh, so, yeah. So you can't just concentrate on one and hope no. things are going well in the <laughs> other one. No. <laughs> Although I suppose you could. You could just press both buttons. Yeah. 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 Four fingers. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You were saying something, Matt? <laughs> was that? Yeah, it's got more buttons. Okay. Right, yeah, cool. Separate controls, which I haven't seen for... Oh, have I? I don't know. I don't ACDC, think... ACDC, you know, it's one set of flippers. Yeah. Well, you only play one at a time anyway. Yeah, I don't think there has been a modern game with more than two flipper buttons. Hmm. Who would have thought Stern could fit the extra two buttons in the budget? Yeah. I know. Must have been the lack of paint. Lack of paint? It's in the black and white version but it's not black oh i get it i get it now it's the color version Hmm. (laughs) your jokes are as bad as mine (sighs) three pins well at least i'm actually a dad now and that's true yeah Hmm. (laughs) three pins has arrived at 1989 Ah. 1989 (laughs) i'm struggling uh have three pinball machines now 
They cool. have Star Wars Episode One. Mm-hmm. They have Deadpool, as predicted. As predicted. And they have Adam's Family, as predicted. Well, mm. maybe sort of. When the sorta. bar guy was saying to Ben that he needs to get an Adam's Family, while I was standing there talking to him about pinball machines, mm. I really didn't think that would be a thing that would happen. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's there, mm. and it's a cool game. Mm. All three of those games are, well, mm. yeah. <laughs> no, they're good. <laughs> I actually enjoyed the game of Star Wars Episode One that I played when we were there last Tuesday. Mm. It's just, yeah, it's a very basic game. But, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, did Ben have words with you about the barcade remark? No, Ben wasn't there. He's still calling it a bar arcade, though. Because barcade is trademarked. Wow, oh, really? Yeah. You're not allowed to use the word barcade. Really? What? Yeah. By who? Worldwide. By barcade. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's a company yeah. uh, who, I think they originally started the first one and called it Barcade. Mm-hmm. But now I think they've got a franchise thing going and it's trademarked worldwide. Yeah. You'll get sued if you try and use the word Barcade. That's so dumb. I yeah. mean, it's like trying to trademark their reaction videos. yeah that's cool i'm really glad to see pinball machines at 1989 yes that's awesome so it's an actual barcade although don't call it a barcade because you'll get sued but it's a barcade (laughs) so the definition then is like kind of useless yeah (laughs) (laughs) hence why it's called a bar arcade hmm yes that's so dumb Mega Drive Mini. Yeah. It's happening. Mm. It's out there for pre-order. Mm. I've pre-ordered. Have you? Yes. Uh, cool. And it's coming out in September, I think. Really? Is that right? Yeah. I'm questioning nice. myself, but I know it's correct. September. <laughs> they haven't announced any more games yet, have they? No, I think... More games? What is there? The- announced 10? 10, yeah. yeah. There's 40 games on it. Yep. And they've only announced 10. Yep. And those 10 games are good games. Mm. Yep. Well, most notably, um, what's that game called? Something Heroes? Gunstar, Gunstar Heroes. Heroes. I'm and typing into my computer to find the games. Castlevania Bloodlines? Yeah. Yeah. So a few games that are expensive to buy if you want to buy the cartridges for them. Mm-hmm. What was the first game you said? Gunstar Heroes. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, because uh, <laughs> I have Bloodlines. I don't have Gunstar Heroes. Let's see. So, Sega has confirmed 10 of those titles. I'm just reading Game Industry Biz right now. Mm-hmm. Eco the Dolphin. Good game. Weird. Mm. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> good game. Mm. Castlevania Bloodlines. Good game. It's in the, it's in the cabinet. Oh, I couldn't find it. Because it's played sealed. It? Wow. What? Have you played it? Of course. Oh, it's sealed. Well, I haven't played that one. 
Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, though, yeah, I finished it. It's a good game. Um, Space Harrier 2. I don't actually know if that's uh, good or not. Uh, I know Space I, Harrier, I but I don't know. It's a classic. Um, it's Space Harrier. Cool. Good review. <laughs> Shining Force. I know that's uh, well regarded. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll play it myself. Dot, 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 blip, blip, blip. Ah, <laughs> I haven't Dr. heard of Robotnik's that one. Mean Bean Machine. Mm. That's a good game. That's my favourite puzzle game of all time. So it's a Puyo Puyo game. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, am I correct? In You're having as much trouble talking as I am. <laughs> in uh, saying that Street Street Puzzle Fighter is also Puyo Puyo? No. Like? Uh, no? You make, maybe like. You connect to the gems and they make bigger gems. Yeah. That's yeah, a, maybe. That's a Puyo Puyo thing, right? Yeah. You just don't have beans. No. Mm. Is Puyo Puyo beans? Yeah. Okay. Do they have to be beans? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you might be right. It's, it's a versus. Is it always versus? No, the thing that I loved about the Mega Drive game, uh, Robotnik Mean Mi- <laughs> Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine was that it had a story mode. Okay. And it was really tough. So it started off really easy, and then as he got through, it got just really impossible. Hmm. But it was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed going through that and finishing it. Hmm. Cool. Yes, uh, Toe Jam and All, which we've talked about already. Mm-hmm. That's a good game. Comic Zone. Mm. I think that's well regarded. Yeah. I think it's it was some it was a game that was very unique and looked really nice. Mm. Not necessarily played that nice. Right. Yep. And I think it's one of those games that was released later in the life of the Mega mm. Drive, so it didn't yeah. really catch on or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Altered Beast. Mm. Okay. <laughs> That's the reaction I would have expected about Older Beast. I mean, look, it's it's an okay game, but yeah, mm. I think it's there's a challenge to it. But I once you kind of completed it, I can't see why you'd probably go back. Mm. But it's probably worth putting in there anyway because it's like people know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. It's a classic. Yeah, like Mega it's Drive a fantastic game. conversion of the arcade to. And if you talk to Ben Benassik, he reckons it's better than the arcade. Oh. I don't know why, but that's what he says. <laughs> you know what's really funny? It seems like Ben and Matt uh, have, like, opposing opinions about everything. <laughs> this Matt? No, um, Tired Parents Matt. Oh. One T Matt. Matt with one T. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> last night, they were both in my stream, and I put on columns, and... Ben's like, best game ever. And that's like, it's the worst game ever. <laughs> yeah, I might sort of lean more towards Matt with one T's review there. Of Columns. Yeah. I, I certainly wouldn't go as far as to say it's a bad game. It's mm. definitely not a bad game. It's a, it's a good game. It's he a good said puzzle I, game. He said I should burn the cartridge. But it's <laughs> not a great game. <laughs> but as we know, it's uh, Ben's with two N's. Favorite game of all time. Yeah, and he's got. He's, he was going for the world record, wasn't he? He's thinking about it. Oh. He hasn't done it yet. 
but we know he can do it. It's got nice music. I can't remember the music. It's like classical kind of music. Uh, hmm. okay. And Gunstar Heroes, <laughs> which is a very good game. I mean, I never, I never loved the game. Hmm. It's okay, but yeah. I know it's got a really big cult following. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's like Metal Slug. You yeah. walk along, you shoot guys. It's think- entertaining, but once you've finished it, it's kind of. Yeah, it was fun. I think Metal Slug's better. <laughs> yeah, I think Metal Slug's better too. Yeah. But yeah, the Mega Drive Mini. But it, apparently it, it's mm. not being done by Alt Games. Huh? At games. Oh, we knew At that. At Games. We did? I well, thought it was being it was done pretty by obvious. Them. There was a rumour that it oh. wasn't. Oh, this is a lot better. Yeah, I, it's, not I was like all... it's not like they ever said, oh yeah, we fired At Games. But they came out and said it was ready and then it got pushed back. And it was very obvious that they weren't happy with what Ad Games had produced mm. and mm. fired them, basically. Oh. oh, yeah, this, this, okay, I'm totally turned on this thing. Maybe it will be good. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, some composer is involved. Mm. Uh, to ensure the music sounds like the music's meant to sound like. Mm. Like which a, is one good. of the classic Sega composers. Yeah. I'm not sure. Didn't he do the Streets of Rage stuff? It looked, I think that was the right person, but I'm not committing because I didn't really pay that much attention. Mm-hmm. Either way, they've got someone <laughs> experienced to make sure the music sounds right. Because mm. I think that was one of the biggest criticisms of the ad game stuff. Yep. Um, that the music oh, yeah. sounded like garbage. Mm. Um, and yeah, on the on the Sega website, they, I don't know if it's a subtle dig, but they one of the things that they talk about is that, you know, this can only be done with first party, you know, done by Sega thing. So, yeah, I, I they're fully aware of the <laughs> At Games controversy <laughs> and they want to make it properly. Okay, good. That's not to say it'll be good. No, it's a chance. But it's a chance. <laughs> yeah. You're saying there's a chance? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yes. I always remember that line in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and maybe we're dumb and dumber it's for, like, you know, I, I thinking c- this is going to work out. Because yeah. I was all ready to go, oh, forget this Mega Drive Mini, the Mega SG is what you should get. It's completely uh, different. Doobie what's it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's definitely, if you want to play games on a modern TV and you have cartridges, that's the best way. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, but yeah, I don't think in the mini you can plug cartridges in the Sega mini. I doubt it. Mm. It's going to be the usual sort of mini thing where what you get is what you get Mm. until you hack it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's, maybe that's a good point actually. Um, maybe it's good, a good alternative for, uh, like an EverDrive because Mm. it's going to cost about the same as an EverDrive would. Mm. And then you can play it on... Your modern TV. Yeah. And, yeah, just hack it and put all the ROMs on. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Oh, one thing I saw, and I don't know if this is true, but I saw it on Twitter that people were complaining that the Japanese version of the Mega Drive Mini comes with six-button pads. The US and Australian ones come with three-button pads. Huh. 
And I yeah. don't know if this is true or not, but that's what I saw on Twitter, so therefore it must be true. Uh, I saw that it came comes with a three-button pad, and I saw people playing with a six-button pad in the photos hmm. where they were trying it out. Hmm. So that could explain that, but it makes no sense. Why would they do it that way? Yeah, I have no idea. Well, unless there's a game on the Japan one that needs six buttons uh, and nothing yeah, on the other one. Yeah, on the... maybe. But why would you... They would have to, like, have the ability to manufacture both then. Why wouldn't you just do the six button? Mm-hmm. That's so odd. Anyway, we're speculating. Yeah. That could all be bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I think we leave it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So thanks for listening to Game the System podcast. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is on Game the System forums at gamethesystem.co. You can also reach out to us via email at feedback at gamethesystem.co. Don't forget, email in with your retro game of choice for what you like playing right now or recently to win a t-shirt. You can reach me on Twitter at Mark's Tweet. That's at M-A-R-C-S underscore Tweet. John twitches occasionally over at twitch.tv slash Wago. H-W-A-Y-G-O. And you actually did. Last night. You twitched. Mm. What did you twitch? I played a few games. I played Jewel Master. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, Which was pretty cool. And I played Sonic Spinball, which Hmm. I didn't really like. Hmm. Um, And yet you like Mario Ball. Yeah, Mario Ball's good. Matt's shaking his head. It's a good game. For good reason. Mm. <laughs> I broke uh, Sonic Spinball. Oh. Yeah. I went up a pipe and then it broke the game. Cool. cool. Yep. Mm. Um, and I then I played Columns. Right. And then I played Blockout, which oh, is yeah, like a yeah. 3D tetris kind of game. Yep. And I actually really enjoyed that. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of cool. Play it some more. So, John Twitches. Hmm. Matt, you don't Twitch anymore. No, I uh, watch people Twitch. Right. <laughs> so Matt's nowhere. You can't find Matt. You yeah, know, he's hiding away in the shadows. Looking. Yeah. <laughs> and please rate us on iTunes. That's the only way we get the word out to people that we exist. So mm-hmm. please do click on that star thingy. You can mm-hmm. give us one if you like, but mm-hmm. five would also be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. Thank you, and we will see you next episode. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.